fancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Come on in for an evening of poems and stories about the American West. A land of legend, of romance, of friendship and courage. A mother load of remembrance. A true showcase of the Old West with the old cowboy, J.C. Holsey. I read something the other day on Facebook that kind of upset me. <laughs> I imagine a lot of people get upset with things they read on Facebook, but I read this. Amazon says that only 40 self-published authors are a success. I tend to disagree with that statement, or maybe I don't know how to measure success. I consider myself and all of Outlaw's publishing authors to be successful. Maybe we're not raking in the money like a lot of authors, but success isn't always measured by how many dollars you bring in. Let's look at my accomplishments since I threw my hat into the author's ring. I won first place for my Traveler series. I started a publishing company and have several authors on the Kindle bestsellers list. I host an online radio show and I have many loyal listeners. And we just started the first of the year a digital magazine. I reckon a lot of naysayers would ask, are these ventures making any money? Well, as I said, we here at Outlaws Publishing don't measure success by the amount of money we make. However, we're not going to turn it down and we do expect to be on that successful route in the very near future. So, Amazon, you need to redefine your meaning of success. There's thousands and thousands of authors who are indeed very successful, not just 40. Now let's listen to some original country music. This is another song written by Mel Harker. Not only is Mel a great singer, but he's also a great songwriter. This one's called Cowboy Jazz sung by Sarah Jo Gray. Strawberry room 
Come a kai, come a tie, come a yippee-yay. Home on the range is where my heart belongs. Beneath the silvery moon, kitty up around her, rustle up some cowboy jazz. Play some of that cowboy jazz. I love all that cowboy jazz. That was a good one, wasn't it? Now we're going to have Mel singing one of his songs real soon. Sears, or Sears and Roebuck and Company, is an American chain of department stores. The company was founded by Richard Warren Sears and Alba Curtis Roebuck in 1886. He received a shipment of watches that nobody wanted. Sears purchased them, then sold the watches for considerable profit to other station agents. Then he ordered more for resale. Soon he started a business selling watches through mail order catalog. The next year he moved to Chicago, where he met Mr. Roebuck. Before the Sears catalog, farmers typically bought supplies, often at high prices and on credit from local general stores. Prices were negotiated and depended on the storekeeper's estimate of a customer's credit worthiness. Sears took advantage of this by publishing catalogs, offering customers a wider selection of products at clearly stated prices. The businesses grew quickly. The first Sears catalog was published in 1888. In 1893, they renamed their watch company, Sears Roebuck and Company. By 1894, the Sears catalog had grown to 322 pages, featuring sewing machines, bicycles, sporting goods, even automobiles. By 1895, the company was producing a 532-page catalog. By 1896, dolls, stoves, and groceries had been added to the catalog. In 1906, Sears opened its catalog plant. Also by that time, the Sears catalog had become known in the industry as the Consumer's Bible. In 1933, Sears issued the first of its famous Christmas catalogs, known as the Sears Wish Book. From 1908 to 1940, the catalog even included ready-to-assemble kit houses. For children and their parents, the catalog was a wish book that was eagerly flipped through. It was not a question of buying something, but of dreaming, often making up stories about the lives of the models on the pages. The catalog was a means of entertainment, though much of its magic wore off with the passing of childhood. The company was badly hurt during 1919 to 1921 as a severe depression hit the nation. By 1922, however, Sears had regained financial stability. However, even survival through the Great Depression wasn't enough to save this great company in our modern times. I just heard on TV that Sears is closing hundreds more of their stores. It saddens this old cowboy's heart to hear this, because like many of those folks of the past, the Sears Roebuck catalog played a big part in my life. Not only was it a source of entertainment and full of wishes, but it was an integral piece of needed material in some very important areas of my life. Now let's listen to something special. This is the narrator of the Traveler series, Chaz Allen. This is Chaz Allen, narrator of the Traveler 7-book series by J.C. Halsey. 
Mr. Halsey has been a pleasure to work with over the past months. He is both a talented writer and storyteller, as well as being quite responsive and open to suggestions and ideas for his books. He is also something of a prolific marketer, using both web and radio resources to promote his books and audio. Any narrator voice talent would find working with J.C. both rewarding and a pleasure. When I first heard Chaz Allen narrate the first book in the Traveler series, I knew his voice was the one I wanted for all seven books. He brings each character to life and has a unique ability to draw the listener into the story. I'd highly recommend that you search no further than Chaz Allen if you want someone to give life to your characters. Chaz Allen is one of the best narrators in the business. Now, I know we're a little late for Valentine's, but let's listen to Nicole Unser sing one that she wrote for her special Valentine. This is Nicole Unser singing, I Do. Well, hey, friends, I have a new song for you today. It's actually a song that I wrote for Josh for our anniversary last year. And I thought, what better weekend than Valentine's weekend to share it with y'all. This song is called I Do, and I hope y'all have a wonderful, happy Valentine's Day. Thanks so much, Nicole. That was great. 
Our special guest today is a very unique individual. By that, I mean anybody who knows how to cook rattlesnake and armadillo is quite unique. This is Lurleen Bowden. We want to welcome to the Wild West Showdown today, Arthur Lurleen Bowden or Bowden? How do you pronounce that, Lurleen? Bowden. Bowden, okay. Listen, tell us a little tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were born, where you grew up, and so forth. Well, I'm a native Texan, and I love my state. I uh, was born in Corpus Christi, Texas. I grew up in Houston, but being a city girl, it was a real eye-opener when my husband and I did like the old settlers of long ago. We packed up our two daughters and our two dogs and headed for East Texas, the old piney woods, where we've been here for about 38 years, in a little town called Russ, Texas, in Cherokee County. And I am a teacher, an art teacher, and my husband was in the insurance business. So it was really fun learning how to live off the land. My husband's brother and sister-in-law lived uh, on 100 acres across the blacktop from us, blacktop road from us. And we grew a two-acre garden, and I became very well acquainted with learning how to live off the land. We canned and preserved and dehydrated all of our food, and that includes fruits, vegetables, whatever, for all these years. And I love it. And that led me into doing my next little career in later life, and that's writing historical cookbooks. You're married. Do you have any children? Yes, sir. My husband and I, Frank Biden, we've been married 51 years in about two weeks on the 19th of February. And we have two grown daughters. We have three grown granddaughters. And we have one great granddaughter and a female dog. Do you see any authors in, in all of those kids? No, sir, but I do see the artwork. Uh, One of my daughters and one of my granddaughters are going to be following in my art uh, steps, I think. They're they're very talented. Uh, Our oldest daughter's uh, in the medical field, and as she says, Mom, I couldn't draw a straight line with a ruler. So Mm -hmm. there we go. (laughs) So you're not only an author, you're an artist also. Oh, yes, sir. I earned my living all of my life until the last, Oh, I guess the last eight years, I have been an art teacher or and or a professional artist. You're an artist, a, a professional artist. What made you decide to toss your hat into the book business? Oh, I love that question. I'm so glad you asked me that. It was total accident. Hmm. I uh, have a real good friend uh, that was um, a member of the Ladies Auxiliary of our Veterans Post, 3406 in West Texas. My husband is a veteran of the Korean War, and uh, we had lost our charter there, and all the ladies had gotten together and decided we were going to try to do something to do a fundraiser, but we didn't know what we were going to do, so my friend and I suggested a cookbook. Oh, boy, was that a bad suggestion. Good and bad, because only two of us had a computer, and, of course, with me being an artist and owning a computer and knowing how to use it, I was pretty much designated to do the cookbook. Uh-huh. But during doing the cookbook, I um, met the, the greatest person in my life, besides my husband, Frank, and my children and grandchildren, was a man by the name of Mr. Shelley Cleaver. And he is um, 
um, vice president of the Cherokee County Historical Commission, and um, I asked him one day, could he give me some really good recipes for our veteran cookbook? And he is also a veteran of the Korean War. So uh, he said, sure, I'd love to. So every Wednesday afternoon for about two years, he brought me historical recipes. And I used those, wrote them in our veteran cookbook. It was a great success. But I had about 200 left over, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't bring myself to dispose of them. I ha- I, they were just too wonderful. So I decided to do this greatest endeavor of my life, and it was writing the old Cooch Campfire Cookbook. And that's where I want to read you one little bit on the great legend of Charles Goodnight, which is a, a wonderful Texan, a West Texan, mm-hmm. and the father of the panhandle and a couple of recipes from that book, which are rattlesnake and armadillo. When was this that you decided to to put all this into a book? Well, I started working in 2008. The uh, Old Coots Campfire book came out, published first time in 2012, and it was published by the Cherokee County Historical Commission. And last year, I went with Whitebird Publications, and it came out hardback, paperback, Kindle, and it is uh, all of my books are on Amazon and or on my website, LurleenBowden.com. You write cookbooks. Do you write any other genre? Not yet. I am going to do my first children's coloring cookbook this summer. Have you got a date on that? I'm looking at summer of 2016. Okay. I've already got most of my illustrations together. Most of them are in my head, but a lot of them are on my drawing board. And I'm going to have a a drawing in full color on one page and then just the pencil drawing or the outline on the opposite page so that, and it will follow with a recipe. And by the way, the recipes are going to be from the 1941 children's textbook by the state of Texas, one of the, uh, uh, actually the president of the Cherokee County Historical Commission, Elizabeth McCutcheon, has donated this book to to be used for my coloring cookbook. It's very simple. It has a cooking dictionary in it, which I found was very good because I didn't know the word myself cooking all my life, the difference between au gratin and saute. (laughs) And... um, It also has a lot of safety rules, and it will have the ABCs of cooking. It will be with an adult. The B will be both with adults and a child, and the C will just be for a child. You're going to illustrate this yourself, is that correct? I illustrate all my books, everything. Cover, everything inside is all of my original copyrighted drawings or paintings, I like to call them. Mm -hmm. And they're all done in my greatest love of my life as far as the artwork goes, and they're in done in watercolor media. And we touched a little bit on, uh, you got a lot of your stories from the uh, museum. Uh, you're getting stories okay. from Mr. McCutcheon's. How much more research goes into one of your books? Hours. Hours of research. I'm not a member of the Cherokee County Historical Commission, Mm -hmm. nor am I a member of the Heritage Center of Cherokee County Museum, but the directors and the board of directors are personal friends of mine, 
So I work with all of them. In fact, that's where I usually get most of my ideas because there are so much hidden information, recipes, um, stories, any kinds of substitutions used in the olden days. I work about 10 hours a day, and most of it is done in research. So you use an outline when you write? Yes, sir. I'm from the old school of walking around with a spiral and a pencil. Do you think you would have been able to do this, say, 15 years ago? Absolutely not. I had to fall in love with canning. I had to fall in love with working the land and growing all the food that we eat, and even today, and learning by trial and error, a lot of error. The bottom line is that the food is nutritious, delicious. Uh, My husband and I uh, are very blessed with our health. We're both cancer survivors. We eat healthy, and everything that we do eat is that we preserve ourselves, either by canning or dehydration or by freezing. So you basically live the life that you tell us about in these cookbooks. Absolutely, every day. I've had a lot of questions. Do you cook any of the recipes? The answer is yes. How do you pick the titles for your books? My doctor asked me that the other day, and he had his back turned to me when I was having my physical, and I said in one word, God. And he turned around and he said, I beg your pardon? (laughs) What did you say? And I said, God, because I pray about everything that I do. When I get ready to do the titles, I pray about it a lot, and it just comes into my head, J.C. It's just the way it is. Okay. That's all I can tell you. That's the truth. That's a pretty good way to get them. I asked you if you could have done this 15 years ago, and you you said you had to do all of this learning about canning and growing your vegetables. How has the present-day publishing, the way we have so easy to publish books, has that helped you any, or computers helped you any? Oh, I hate them. It's taken away from my creativity. That's why I like my walking style and my pencil that I can write in the yard. I can write pulling weeds out of the grass or or sitting on my front porch or even in my bed at night when I wake up and can't go to sleep. The computer always breaks, or I have to learn some other new function on it. Mm -hmm. And I really hate that because, like I say, I spend more time learning how to prepare the books, uh, get them to a publisher in a proper format with correct grammar, spelling, and so forth, that I really dislike that part. You said you publish with White Bird Publisher. Do they handle your marketing for you, or do you do any of that marketing yourself? I do all my own marketing. White Bird uh, does everything as far as Amazon and my website. That is all done for me. As far as selling my book, I belong to East Texas Writers Association. I do get quite a few leads on where shows are going on and through them and through the Historical Commission and the Heritage Center Museum of Cherokee County. I get a lot of uh, book signings or on television, Channel 56 in Tyler, Texas, or uh, teaching at the Civic Center. I also teach at the uh, Lone Star Veterans House in Jacksonville, Texas. Word of mouth uh, from one reader to another, I stay pretty busy. Do you have any advice for a new author? Oh, that's a tough question. I don't really consider myself an author. I just am really working each day, preserving history. I I really don't think of myself as an author. If I were to give any type of advice, I would be to follow your heart, follow your personal instincts and your own creativity. Pray a lot because you're going to need it. And education is the bottom line. 
when it comes to publishing a book, it's an entirely different world. It really takes the fun out of everything when you get into the business end of it. You've got to really want to do this. You're going to have to dedicate a lot of, of your life. But in any career that you follow, those same rules are going to apply. You mentioned the money end of it. Uh, would you keep writing if you didn't make any money at all? Wherever you're an actor, an actress, a writer, or a painter, you want to share your soul. You want to share what you do best. And right now, my path is writing with my artwork, and I want to be appreciated, I guess you would say. Mm, sure. What was your favorite treat as a kid? Candy, cake? Something like that? Orange popsicle. Orange popsicle. Do you still like orange popsicles today? I love them. <laughs> okay. I love them today. <laughs> All right. How can folks get in touch with you? I have my own personal website. It's okay. com. Okay. Also, you can reach me through Amazon. Do you mind giving out your email address? It's Lurlene, L-U-R-L-E-N-E-J, Bowden, B as in boy, O-W, D as in dog, E-N, at gmail.com. We want to thank you for being a guest on the Wild West Showdown today, Miss Bowden, and I want to give you a special invitation to come back and visit with us any time. Thank you. I'd love to do it, and I'll read some of my recipes for you, some of my favorite ones that you can go outside and cook on your own campfire yourself. Sounds real good. We'll talk to you later then, okay? Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now let's listen to a very special song written and sung by J.D. Stone, Too Tall Sam. Too Tall Sam was a preacher man. He rode a big white stallion and carried a Bible in his left hand. While his right hand held on to the handle of his brand new lightning quick God-fearing 44 man. Well, Sam rode from county to county. He rode tall in the saddle, they say And you could tell when he was riding into your town Cause you could hear him from a mile away Singing songs about Jesus And all the wonders of his love Singing of the Lord's salvation And a kingdom in heaven above Now he preached again the evils of sin While women whiskey and dance And he'd shoot off around from his 44 mag Every time he got the chance Sam would never use a gun to kill no one God's commandments he did keep While Sam just said I like to fire one off To wake them up when they fall asleep Too tall Sam was a preacher man He rode a big white stallion And carried a Bible in his left hand While his right hand held on to the handle Of his brand new lightning quick God fearing 44 man
How'd you like that? We want to thank all our singers for allowing us to play their music on the Wild West Showdown. Special thanks to Mel Harker for writing a great song and to Sarah Jane Gray for singing it for us. Thanks to Nicole Unser for that Valentine's song. And thanks to J.D. Stone for singing about Too Tall Sam, the Preacher Man. A special thank you goes to Lurleen Bowden for being our special guest author. If you want something a little different in your meals, she's the one to talk to. Now, I bet you thought I was going to forget to ask you to be part of the Wild West Showdown, didn't you? Well, I didn't forget. So how about it? Would you like to share your talent with our listeners? It's like one of our guests said last week, it's almost painless. All you have to do is send an email to jc at outlawspublishing.com or jc at theoldcowboy.net. Tell us what your talent is and I'll guarantee you that you'll be on the show. How can I guarantee that, you ask? Well, after all, it is my show, so yes, I can make that guarantee. Send that email to jc at outlawspublishing.com or jc at theoldcowboy.net. Now, how about calling everybody inside for some good old cowboy wisdom? Generally, you ain't learning nothing when your mouth's a join. This is the old cowboy saying, adios and happy trails. Come on back next week to the Wild West Showdown with the old cowboy J.C. Holsey.